Welcome to the Summer of Woo, you radiant brightlings. This season, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry is casting a light on all things mystical. By tapping into the magic in and all around us, we'll better connect to our individual and collective sacredness so we can shine our brightest. Join us in this six-episode mini-season as we open ourselves up to mystery and woo! (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to do it again, but I already made Amy leave and come back because I forgot we rewrote it and did not say the right thing. (laughs) I love it. I didn't even know why. Do you know what? I had not clicked join with computer audio yet, so I didn't even hear the mess up. I didn't even know what was happening. I just heard, oh, got to do that again. (laughs) I just started talking was like, nope, nope, uh, cut. Um, So this episode's airing a little bit later than we had hoped. We had some issues on Friday, and I had the snarkiest little cold open comment that I can no longer remember. But you did say during prep that you have a story to share. Uh, Amy, tell me a story. Yes. Well, once upon a time, I uh, follow the Sisters Enchanted. And it is two real life sisters who started this company. Well, one of the sisters started it and then the second one joined. They have a podcast. They have a website. They have like lots and lots of offerings. And I decided to take this paid class, this journaling for self-care, shadow work, and manifestation. And I just thought, hey, why not do it all in? Let's do this. Because who doesn't need help with like all those things? So I'm taking this class and there's guided questions for journaling. And I'm on, I don't know what day it was, day three. Yes which was shadow work. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, this is going to be easy. This is going to be so easy. I'm just going to be done. Then all of a sudden, it was like this. Oh, so much jealousy, way more than I thought on the surface. Also more shame and blame. And then in all caps, resentment. And then it went on pages and pages and my writing got more and more crazy and like I couldn't believe it so I'm like wow what a breakthrough resentment I've been feeling resentful for so long did not realize it okay live my life start decide because of that resentment that came up through this shadow work that I would do gratitude Because what's the opposite of being resentful is having gratitude. Before you say anything, let me go on. (laughs) And so I'm doing gratitude and we decided to do, you know, shadow work. And so I'm writing about this episode and writing about what happened in that class and how this resentment came up. And I realized that I was feeling the resentment was displaying itself as resistance and so then I was like what the now what's happening like that's just stuck resentment resistance I feel stuck what is happening and I started to journal again and then I went I feel angry (laughs) I'm I'm feeling angry and so I thought I remembered when I was a little girl 
And my mom would have me punch a pillow and scream into the pillow. So I would just like punch it and then take it and scream into it. So I thought, why don't I do that? I haven't done that for a while. I went in the bedroom and I started doing it. And then in the act of doing it, it was like this, this revelation that as a child, I was not allowed to actually express my anger except for that way. And it's not that I wasn't allowed. It's that, look, it's a good thing to have energy move through and to do that with the pillow, but it's that I wasn't, I couldn't, I was being told to get rid of my emotion. That's what was happening. It was like, let's just get rid of that. You don't get to express it to the person who you feel it towards. You don't get to talk about it and maybe try and understand why you're feeling those feelings. And I'm not saying my mom did this on purpose. No, 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 no. I think that what she did at the time was a good thing. She didn't know. But I'm 64 years old and I just realized that that the resentment was stagnant, suppressed anger. And so I got to the resentment eventually, finally, but I had to get to the origin story of the anger. And now I'm like, you know what? I don't have to get rid of that anger. I can look at that anger, understand that anger, and I can use that anger. I can actually integrate that anger into me for action to actually do things. So now I'm done. Uh, and that's the show. <laughs> I love how everything that was ingrained in you as a child for how to deal with a- anger was exhibited between journaling and discovering resentment. And then a little bit happened until you got to the anger part because you even said in your story like had all this resentment la 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 lived my life (laughs) and I was like yep that seems what your mom did was probably pretty groundbreaking at the time to even acknowledge that children have anger and to do something with it right yeah um that she probably grew up in in an area that was even more restricted but as kids do we tend to like assume this is the only allowable way to get rid of it Right, um, right. And that it's something to get rid of, right? Instead of something to recognize your feeling and just let it exist. Something um, to get rid of. So when you first journaled and discovered resentment, did you feel where that was stuck in your body? Like, could you somatically feel it somewhere? Because you said, you said, you know, there it was like a dam, it's essentially, right? Because a lot of times certain feelings are in my gut this was very much my chest. This was very much my heart. Um, Maybe a little bit throat. So maybe heart and throat chakra. Um, Yeah. And that is actually why I thought I should scream it out is I thought, let's get some energy moving. Because when you discover a shadow of yours, 
it and you actually understand it and have looked at it, it is good to do some movement, some somatic exercises to move that energy through. But yeah, I didn't at the time though. I felt it and I thought that was the huge breakthrough that here I was discovering that I had all this resentment built up in me. What were you, what, do, so tell me what you think about like the heart and the throat chakra. What do I think about heart and throat? Well, and when I talk about like where you feel your emotions in your body, I'm not necessarily saying it has to correlate to a chakra. Um, but it's more, how is that affecting your other emotions and relationships? Uh, so before I started seeing a therapist regularly that got me, that we had a good relationship and I saw him um, in in graduate school for almost two, two and a half years. So we had quite a good relationship at that point. Um, I lived in resentment, but I also blamed myself for it. And in working through that with him, I discovered um, or realized I don't need my anger to be validated by the people that caused a reaction in me or the people I was angry with. And here I was resentful because it wasn't being acknowledged, right? That I was communicating oh. my anger, um, sometimes really rushed, right? Like as people with suppressed emotions do, sometimes just like I'm talking here and devoid of emotion because I know what I'm going to get, whether or not, but I've always been a clear communicator, right? And then it would always get turned back around, right? Or it wouldn't get acknowledged or it would be pushed aside. I was not a scream into a pillow person. It was... I'm sorry you feel that way. Don't. Right? Like, or that's your fault. And here's how you made me feel. And now here's how I feel because you have feeling, right? Like I was kind of made to feel guilty about my emotions. Oh. And so when I started talking to people who were safe and sharing emotions with safe people and actually having my emotions validated, they stopped turning into resentment. Like even if it wasn't the people that the like so therapy was great for me because whether it's a therapist or a safe friend or you know something like that like keeping it moving like not keeping a secret because resentment also turns into shame um did you mention that at the beginning of your story yes. too shame and blame I had all this shame and blame inside of me as well yeah and so oh that makes so much sense for a show called Brightly, I think we've talked about this in our show dimly. You know, sometimes people don't listen because they're like, I don't feel the brightest. And for me, shadow work, I always shied away from it because I like my shadows and I like going to those places and feeling and validating and acknowledging those emotions, but I can get stuck there. <laughs> And I felt that shadow work was like, shine a light on it, right? Like this magical poof, like shine a light on it and let it go. And I'm like, but they get to exist. I want my dark and stormy self, right? Um, and then as we started doing shadow work more in the show and as it's become more popular on social media and pop culture and things like that, I'm like, no, my shadows just get to be <laughs> like. Yes, agreed. And I think I felt the same way too. I thought it was shine a light on the shadow and then get rid of it, you know, like change it, do something positive with it. Um, but obvious it's not, it is taking that shadow, that repressed part of ourselves, that anger and 
putting it back inside yourself and knowing that it's okay to, to have those feelings, to feel those ways. And in fact, you showing up as someone, me showing up as someone who typically does not get angry or represses her anger or doesn't show her anger, I'm not showing up as my whole self. I am, I am giving people a, a, an Amy light, right? Not L-I-G-H-T. Well, kind of, yeah, right? And not an Amy whole. Diet Amy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, emotions to me, so many people feel like emotions um, happen to us. And I view them as an information, right? So oftentimes what people don't like about their emotions is how they react, because that's usually what causes conflict in their life then is how people react to your reaction of your emotions. So for me, like, as you just said, anger for me is a tool. Joy and happiness tell me what I like. Anger and resentment tell me what I do not like, right? And the more you avoid that, the more likely it is you're going to have things you don't like in your life. And those feelings are going to keep building until you do react. Or as you said, it caused resistance and stagnation in you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I will. Let me say this. I have, you know, everybody's probably so tired of Amy's book, but got to a certain point with it, got through, you know, the, got it all together, beginning, middle, end, had figured it out. Yes. And then realized, ooh, still some holes, not making sense here, whatever. Had to go back and just look at it again, right? Take an inventory of it. And then there it sat. When I figured out the anger piece is when I actually... I've written more now since I figured out the anger piece than I have in like the last four or five months. So I feel that figuring out that anger or allowing the anger to exist, to just be a part of me, it's it's as if that stuckness, that stagnancy just got flushed out. And I'm not saying that it won't show up again. I don't know. Resistance is a funny creature. But as far as the resentment piece of it, I feel that if I feel the anger and express the anger, I don't have to be reactive when I'm angry. I can actually express how I'm angry without being screaming or something like that, unless I need to be screaming. I don't know. But I feel that that, will actually stop the resentment from building up because the resentment was not being able to feel the anger, right? Well, um, yeah, go ahead. How many internal processes are running in the background to both keep that suppressed and then also make sure you don't acknowledge it or don't cause new anger or new resentment? And so I feel like that whole like, you know, clearing that out, dam bursting, having more energy, not feeling stuck anymore is those processes are like, oh, I don't have to do this to survive and protect myself anymore. Um, now I have extra energy. And I will just say, thank you for actually saying I don't have to do this to survive, to protect myself and survive anymore, because it did. I realized that that anger was dangerous. It was not something that 
should happen. I, for so long, anyways, I don't want to, I don't want to get stuck on that part of this piece of the show, not because I don't want to feel it, but because I, <laughs> because I want to talk about other things as well. And the, one of the main points is the fact that I thought I had gotten to the shadow of resentment. And then I thought I was working through it by expressing gratitude for things. And that was, now don't get me wrong, gratitude is a good thing as well. But I was trying to put a Band-Aid on an, like a, an open wound, right? A gaping open wound. And so what I, I guess the thing that I want to share the most is even when you think you've had a breakthrough, keep digging down, keep digging down. And, you know, we've talked about the, the, is it the seven whys or the five whys? Seven. Seven. We've talked about that before, especially with the soul business of you. And it's important, so important to keep asking yourself, why do I feel like that? Why do I feel like that? I think part of this too with me is that I had to sit with it for a while and then revisit it and then journal some more and then revisit it some more. But it was in the act of the screaming that it came to me what was actually happening. Yeah. My root cause analysis can be really transformative and informative, but a lot of times instead of digging deeper, you need to go wider that you're an archaeologist and you found something and instead of going deeper under the bones, you need to discover the whole skeleton, right? And so you have to expand things out because you know, I usually talk about it in terms of a spiral where I, when I get frustrated that I've already dealt with something, why am I going through this emotional process again? Well, the spiral's getting tinier and it doesn't take as long to get through it, right? And I don't have breakthroughs, but not like change your life breakthroughs, right? Where I just upend everything. Because um, around the time that you were doing this, I didn't know you were doing this. Um, I think we talked about it about a week after you finished and you were sharing just the resentment discovery. And I was like, Amy, I literally journaled about resentment that same day. Yes, that's right. And so as you know, we look at summer and we were talking about whether or not to do a shadow work episode during summer of woo, right? Which it seems more fun. Um, I don't care about like seasonal time of year and that summer's supposed to be fun. We are all clearly going through some sort of similar experience um because there's everybody's having so many themes come up in their life and so while you and I aren't dealing with the the same root cause or the same exact theme when you said at the top of the hour um you know things keep coming up for me that I thought I dealt with the amount of random ass memories from every state life cycle stage of Tracy that has popped into my brain the past two weeks I'm over it I want like hit me on the head start a new identity 
I don't. I lived through these memories once. Why are they coming up again? I've done therapy. I've journaled. I've XYZ'd. What is this? And then it's just like, okay, must be a solstice thing. Must be a numerology year thing. Must be a collective thing. Like this clearly needs to be processed more fully or differently. There's something they missed and that going through this will help me for what's next. That's the woo piece of this, guys, that like dealing with these shadows opens you up to new paths or you'll keep seeing the same shadows in the same way. The patterns will keep repeating if you don't open yourself up to the shadow. And instead of just like trying to get rid of that shadow or toxic positivity, that shadow, actually integrate that shadow, the patterns will continue. Maybe it's not the exact pattern, but the pattern will continue. Um, I think too, with doing like shadow work in the summer, I always equate it to, I'd rather watch a scary movie in the middle of the day than, you know, at midnight. And so maybe it's easier too, because the days are longer, it's brighter outside. You do this hard work and then you can go outside and listen to the birds. Well, unless you live in Minnesota and you're, it's 98 degrees out. So that's, um, that's I, I think that's a good point because sometimes I do like to live in the shadow and like over validate and over be like, oh, this is that was so sad or like, oh, past Tracy will take care of you, you know, right? And that's really easy to do in the winter when it's dark and cold and nobody wants to go outside. In the summer, like when I've had these thoughts, I've been like, I got shit to do. Okay, let's process. Let's move on. Like, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, the the other thing too, like with the physical release, like we talked about the somatic exercises, actually doing something physical after you've after you've integrated or after you've done the hard work is that it, it does help move the energy through and it's through our sympathetic energy. So we're not stuck in that danger response anymore. And then I actually wrote in the notes, you don't decorate a messy house. So if you want to start doing like cool, fun, woo stuff, like maybe next week when we're going to talk about maybe some spells. It's like you you can't decorate a mess. Get your house, house. You in order. Do, <laughs> you got to get your house in order. You've got to. Um, I do this thing. I've talked about it in the past called QNRT, Quantum Neurological Reset Therapy. It's kind of tapping meets muscle testing. Um, the practitioner, we might have her on the show someday. She seemed interested when I brought up the podcast. And so we'll have her speak to it more fully. But I stopped going very consistently. I used to treat it like therapy or as we, you know, establish certain things to work on, I'd, you know, buy series of things and and address those. But I just went for the first time in like six months, um, about a month ago. And I didn't realize it had been that long. And we did everything. And when when she said what it was about, so like this woman through a series of like tapping and doing all this other stuff. Um, will look at me and be like, so when you were nine years old, did your grandmother make you feel unsafe and unwanted <laughs> oh, no. in this area, in this way, in this way? That's, you know, totally normal for, you know, for a five-year-old. Um, but also just like, I, I'm almost 40. I've dealt with that. Why is that my block that I need to release? Right. And so I kind of stopped going because every single time it was, 
oh, this very same person, these time, you know, but like the time periods kept changing, right? And stuff. And so she'll write out this thing for you to be like, I forgive XYZ figure in my life at nine years old for doing this. And then instead, like, what's going to make you feel better or what you want to call in or whatever. And then you're supposed to, um, based on muscle testing, do some tapping on yourself while you say it. And like, before you leave, the muscle testing will tell you how many days to say it and how many times a day. And like, I stopped going because I stopped doing stuff at home because I was like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And then I'd go and then be surprised why similar stuff was coming up over and over and over again. Right. And like, this is no, uh, shade to people in my life. Like we all have a mother wound, a father wound, grandparents, a crush, right. Kids in school, like the amount of things this woman has told me about my life that I'm sure everybody has, but like so specific is just, I don't know why I get frustrated and stop going, but it's the shadow work stuff, right? That like she shone a light on a shadow I don't want to deal with anymore, right? And the ones that we haven't had to deal with are the ones that I've gone home and done the homework with. And the ones that keep coming up are the ones where if I have to be honest, I'm probably not, my heart's probably not in the homework because I'm tired of doing it. Um, but I have to do it eventually. Right. Like, right. Cause it's not, ain't going nowhere, Tracy. Right? <laughs> that shadow, that me and my shadow strolling down the Avenue. Right. Well, there you go. Just, the more you procrastinate, it doesn't go away. Right. <laughs> like you still, in fact, I would, I would say that it builds and it shows up and can insert itself at the worst times. <laughs> and and be expressed in ways that you almost feel like you don't have any control over. So it it's it's yeah, you got to do the homework. So are you so it sounds like you discovered the shadow a couple months ago with some journaling and through the course. And then you live like lived life for a little bit. And then you went back to it. Was that in the form of journaling? Was that intentional? Was it just like an epiphany? So it was intentional because of this show. I thought, oh, let me look back on my notes of resentment, look back on these, and then let me take some other notes. Then I went, then it was like, I was done with that. The next morning I was journaling. I was just doing my normal journaling And I, that's when it came to me, Hey, let me try this anger thing. Cause, cause I was writing about resentment and stuck. And then I was like, resentment is a stagnant energy. Whereas anger is like an active energy. Then I thought maybe if I like did that sort of howling type of thing, I would get that resentment out. So it was accidental. It was all because of this show and then the actual epiphany of the anger like I said came through the action of screaming when and then it like turned into crying because I realized what I realized what the whole thing was so I feel like there's a lot of people out there and you can see things on social media like here's how to work through you know here's journal prompts for for shadow work which it did get me to a certain extent but then it was like 
I left it behind and didn't continue the work with it. And so then it became like an accidental epiphany. I think we're all like, I love how you talk about the, the, the practitioner that you see and you do the tapping and, and, and then you're sent home with homework. I mean, my God, if we could all have our own person like that, just think where we would be in our lives. Yeah. And especially because some of the things she brings up is stuff where it's like, I have been thinking about that a lot lately and I have nobody to talk to about it because who cares about five-year-old Tracy crying at the screen door at her grandma's house, sleeping over with her sister, really wanting grandma's, well, but you've heard this story, but so like the one where I just was like, shut up, you know, like I believe a lot of woo things, right? But this is one of those moments where I just looked at her and I was like, get out of my head. Like I haven't even journaled about this, but it's she always that come specific. It was oh, it was that specific. And granted, I had been thinking about it. So everything she was doing and the questions she asked, of course, that's what was top of mind for me, right? So um, but she had no idea about it, right? I didn't tell her, hey, when I was five, and like all of a sudden, like we did the age thing last, and she's like in you know this age range, and I was like, hmm. Well, there's this one thing that I haven't stopped thinking about, even though it's really dumb and it's 35 years old, right? But so I brought it, you know, I got a chance to like talk to someone about it. And so when I was five years old, uh, my sister, my older sister, who is probably eight or nine at the time, were sleeping over and she got along really well with my step grandpa. And so they were watching TV and kind of annoyed and bothered by the five-year-old who was whining, wanting her grandmother's attention, right? Like middle daughter of three with a new baby sister at home, right? Like you want grandparent attention. I also now know as an adult with tiny children in my life, sometimes that need for attention, the adult needs alone time, even if you only see them for a weekend, right? You were a mom, you get it. And so I, I, and I still am one. (laughs) So as an adult, I completely empathize and I have even like as a teenager, when this thought would come up, right? So I've known for, you know, 30 years, like I could cognitively understand and give my grandma grace for why she stayed outside washing her fake flowers that she had planted in her yard, ignoring the five-year-old just crying for her and whining. And my stepdad or stepdad, step-grandfather just being over it, right? And losing his temper with it. And he went over to me, picked me up, smacked my bottom and put me in timeout in in the kid room. Um, And like, that was my memory of it. So like, Five-year-old Tracy, what we kind of healed with the QNRT and what was the shadow for me was I wanted attention from my grandma. I wasn't getting it. And now my grandfather uh, didn't seem like a safe person anymore that I could tell he was annoyed by me. He also didn't want to help me. And then he spanked me, right? Um, And so after the QNRT session and just like feeling this weight off and just like being so surprised that this happened... I shared it with my sisters who I happened to see for some reason that same week. And my older sister goes, I remember that. And she goes, I marched up to him and I started packing our bags and told him that we don't come here for that. And you don't treat us that way. And like my childhood memory, like my sister, I know she's like stereotypical older sister. She will do anything for us now as an adult. Like she is fabulous, but 
as children, we were oil and water, right? And so my memory of her was never her sticking up for us. And so in addition to like the the tapping therapy and getting to talk about it just with a stranger who was able to validate it at the time and then do like my home shadow work with it. But now I got a completely new rewrite of the story because I shone light on the shadow and shared it with others. And I now like now when I think of that story, I think of my big sister stood up for me and she told them that's not why we come here and you don't treat us like that. And like, <laughs> and so it like completely, you know, like it's still a dark and stormy cloud of like a, a five-year-old memory, but I have such a new light on it that not only did my, do I now know my sister stood up for me, but she validated my feet, right? Like that's a common theme for me is feeling invalidated in the moment. Cause a little kid, you're set off to the room, right? Like yeah. if somebody yells at you and the other parent disagrees, they might not correct the other parent in front of you. Right. Like, <laughs> and so I don't know, that was just like, but that was like a, cl- a shadow in me for so long that I ignored. I kept trying to intellectualize, right? Um, I kept validating other people's feelings, but not five-year-old Tracy's feelings. And by like sharing all this out loud, five-year-old Tracy got her feelings validated by everybody. <laughs> just That is the, perf- it's just a perfect, perfect story. And shout out to your older sister. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, but now, now in those moments of like, oh, I'm journaling, am I leaning too much into this or am I avoiding it? Right. Cause that's also like, I also avoid it still too, for some things, right. Or, or I'm noticing these themes, but I'm over intellectualizing by doing root cause analysis instead of analyzing why now and what needs to be healed now like why did this why was this a trigger and a little thing I do to like reset my brain is there's a Winnie the Pooh song called I'm I'm a little black rain cloud do you know this one it's so Winnie the Pooh sees a honey you know a beehive up in the tree and he really wants it so he dresses up like a cloud and ties a balloon to him. And this whole time, this whole time he's singing the song. I'm uh, just a little black rain cloud hovering under the honey tree. I'm only a little black rain cloud. Pay no attention to little me. So like, when stuff comes up in the morning and I can't like attend to it or I'm worried I might get too into it. I'll say that little ditty because that will then remind me the next time I do sit down and I am like, I do have the time to journal or process like, oh, what was your little black rain cloud moment? What were you doing? <laughs> what were you thinking about? Or it pulls me out of the dark and stormy because as you just, it's it's the silliest little thing. <laughs> that's amazing, Tracy. And I think if that's the one thing that people leave hearing from this show that that will just give them the building blocks to move forward. I have to remember that. And I'm going to, I'm going to find it on YouTube so that I can just like sing it in my head. Or, but like you can, you can make your own too. I think I've talked about in the past in therapy and maybe, or maybe I just finally told my therapist this sometimes when I had like all these thoughts and all these emotions, all these feelings, I didn't know what to do with them or they were getting in the way or I was just feeling reactive and it was building into anger and resentment instead of something more productive. Um, 
I would check because all of mine was in my chest. I would picture like the Firefly spaceship and just open the cargo doors and just like have all that, you know, how like spaceships, everything just turns to fire and like the oxygen yeah. and all that. And it just all blows out into space. And so yeah. I used to do that with emotions so that I could think about things and process and stuff like that. And so I feel like this song is just another iteration of that because like the more woo version of me. Um, sometimes when those memories would come up and I just couldn't figure, like, I'm just like, I just like to heal these now, Chuck, please. Like, <laughs> what can I do? Um, I would just picture like a source energy, right? Like light or sunlight or star or whatever to just come and heal it. Just come and take it. Aliens, it's yours, right? Like beam it up. <laughs> we want to remember that now, instead of saying, yes, heal it but integrate it as well. Integrate it. Don't take it away. Heal it and integrate it. But I love the, I'm just a little rain cloud. Don't pay any attention. Yes, everyone remember that. Thank you, Tracy. And thank you all for listening. If this episode wasn't too woo-woo for you or was maybe just woo enough, please spread the woo with a friend. We'd appreciate you wooing us with some love on your preferred platform with a rate, review, and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under The Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. Tracy loves a theme. <laughs> Gotta count how many woos are in the episode and you'll get a prize. <laughs> so with that, we hope you have a bright and magical day. Bye. Bye.